Hello, and welcome to Tuolumne Talks Business. I typically am not one for disclaimers, but here we go. As I stumble through the process of trying to create a podcast, I'm not perfect. Forgot to record audio via Zoom, as well as to get the best quality from our guest. Fortunately, my microphone caught his audio. Unfortunately for you as the listener, that means you hear some shuffling. I apologize. Uh, this will get perfected, and I promise to continue to learn, and I promise to make a show in response to the lessons learned during the coronavirus pandemic to inspire us to continue in adapting and innovating so as to retain and attract businesses that will strengthen our local economy and assist our community in becoming more resilient. I'm your host, Cole Prisabella, Director of Innovation and Business Assistance here in the County of Tuolumne. And today I'm joined by Jesse Torres, the past small business advocate for the state of California, and more recently, who has developed a COVID business tools website and the Hack My Business podcast that features guests such as policymakers, economic development agencies, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and more to provide resources and assistance to small businesses to hack their way to success. Uh, with a special current focus on COVID, obviously, for resources for small businesses who are impacted. So very excited to have you today, Jesse. I've been following some of your, not just your podcast, but some of the webinars you're doing and you're giving out some really amazing information. So I'm really excited for you to share um, with some of my my fellow business owners and some of those in our community about what you're doing. So before we get started there though, why don't you say hello, maybe give yourself um, some of the intro or bio that you think is important and then also just do a check-in. How are you doing over there in uh, Los Angeles now? Yeah, thank you, Cole. So great to be on the show, man, and so great to see you uh, on video. It's been quite a long time. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, not not sure what else to share besides the fact that I, you know, in the previous role, I served as the state small business advocate for Governor Brown. I was there with the governor's office of business and economic development for about three years. Uh, but before that, I was the regional director for the uh, Los Angeles Small Business Development Center Network. Um, and yeah, so I started my own firm uh, last October. Um, and so I've been on my own now, running my own management consulting firm down here in Southern California for uh, you know just a few months. And it, of course, as you know, timing is everything. So starting right <laughs> when the pandemic kicked off was uh, has been really interesting. But yeah, man, just you know, I, I regret not not seeing you. You know, typically I we try to get together when I was doing some travel to Sacramento. So hopefully, in better times, we can get together soon. Yeah, and, and what is the so people kind of understand your your focus in your business when it says you're you're working with economic development agencies. So what does that kind of mean, and, and how does that uh, relate to the being a small business advocate? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, so my work really focuses on economic and workforce development projects because that's my you know that's my ballywick, and and also I, I have a specialty in small business programming. And also, interestingly, uh, disaster preparedness and resiliency work, um, really because when I was there at GoBiz, um, you know, I got my first taste of disaster in the, uh, you know, if you remember the, uh, the floods up north, and then there was the fires up north, and then there was the fires in Southern California, and uh, there really wasn't anything in statute as far as who was supposed to be leading on the small business efforts. And so by de facto, that became me, so I became very... Um, very much involved. I just remember spending a lot of time at the local assistance center there um, in Sonoma, uh, Santa Rosa, and uh, and had spent a lot of time just kind of doing some really interesting work. Um, and I'll tell you, you know, my, 
understanding of disaster uh, really, <laughs> it really became, uh, I learned so much from those early experiences, you know, um, you know, I remember going into the, the local assistance center there for the first time thinking, oh, I'm going to be working with this, say, a winery. And instead, the first person that sat down to meet with me was a gentleman, and he's, his first words to me was, I'm about to lose custody of my daughter because my my inventory for my, my work got, all got burnt up. And I desperately need help because I need to figure out how to recover my inventory. I need to uh, pay my rent. Um, and if I can't pay my rent, I'm going to lose custody of my daughter. And just that first moment of, oh, wow, what I think of disaster work is not, is not the reality of right. it. So I've learned quite a bit just in kind of going through that experience. And so I, that's carried forward into my work in my own practice, where actually one of the first projects I remember getting was helping the Economic Development Collaborative of Ventura County around the Hill and Woolsey fire uh, that was here in Malibu and Ventura County. And so, you know, kind of flash forward into the pandemic and, and you know, I think your your audience might, this might resonate. You know, I started the year thinking about this lofty kind of strategic kind of planning, thinking that I need to uh, diversify my work, right? Uh, like Valley Wake has always been economic development, and I was thinking I need to really grow and do more corporate work. I've got to bring on clients. Um, and then the pandemic hits, and every single one of my scopes turns to COVID-19 relief, right? And I just really leaned into that. And so the the need to just quickly scrap plans, repivot, um, you know, repurpose your business, um, you know, has just been really essential for me. So. Yeah, man, it's been an interesting journey. You know, I feel in many ways blessed to have some disaster experience because right. that's helped me today, but it's kind of hard to feel excited by the fact that you're, you have a business because of that, you know? So it's, you feel really conflicted you know, every day. Right, and so I think one of the things that I find interesting about what we're going through and then your experience, and maybe you can explain how you're adapting it for your business, is that in the past when we think of a, a disaster, and especially in Tuolumne County, and when I think of a disaster, I'm thinking like a flood or a fire that typically it may last up to a month. But for the most part, a disaster is pretty short term. And at this point, I feel like we're going into um, a, a situation where now we're talking about longer term. What what does this mean now for the rest of the year going into the next year as we're um, kind of resolving all these issues? So in your business, how are you adapting? How are you innovating? What are you suggesting to um, your business clients on if this is a longer term uh, a pandemic or a longer term disaster, where should we be pivoting? Where should we, lo- we be looking? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting. I think, again, maybe I'm just kind of fortunate having gone through disaster where I've seen that up close and seen the reality. And, you know, to tell you an interesting story, like the real first disaster I was ever involved with was the Oroville Dam, you know, the, um, um, that took place there and I remember heading up to visit with the business community you know fully expecting you know essentially to be in water you know and to see that there was what the issues was going to be around physical damage and instead no everything was fine the downside community was um was totally spared you know there wasn't water damage anywhere but they said to me everybody thinks we're flooded and so nobody's coming to visit hmm. right and then I saw the same thing in Santa Barbara when they had fires there where um fire didn't reach the business community but because of the smoke and everything else it was devastating the tourism and so i went into the pandemic kind of understanding that that the, the issues would be unseen you know that it would be this indirect you know harsh impact and so i think you know what I, how i approached it 
um, is truly at the very beginning trying to think about okay, what's comparable? Like, what is what what things in the past or in history can I look at that can help me better understand what is likely to come and then prepare from there? So, you know, as I say, I looked first at you know, of course, the nineteen eighteen pandemic, right? I look at nineteen um, fifties polio. Um, epidemic, just to kind of get a sense of how did the business community get impacted, what should I potentially expect. But never it was really resonating because it was, um, what I quickly also realized is that oh, this is a you know global issue. There isn't, it's not like a fire where it's regionalized, where you could potentially escape, you know, mm-hmm. the impact of market go somewhere else. Right. Everything was being impacted. We we're all being, you know, global travel shut down, right? So the only thing that was really comparable to me was 9-11, right? And even that like the uh, the sense of kind of doom, right? The the you know if y'all remember at least what I felt was tension, the you know the uncertainty of things, and that was the only thing that really made it seem like at least like have a starting point of how to approach the problem. And so from there, once I really kind of got a sense of like okay, here are some comparables I can look at, some some lessons I can take from history. I really started just doing scenario analysis, Matt. You know, like thinking. Uh, what would my business look like if, um, and I tell you, I'm, I'm a very you know dark person. I always go to the worst case scenario. So I went first to what if every single one of my clients canceled contracts tomorrow? What would I need to do? Uh, what if it was 50%, you know, 25%, you know, what was all those scenarios? What are my options there? You know, would I be ready to essentially just shut down everything and take a job somewhere else just so I could make sure we're paid more? So I, I, you know, you go through that kind of, uh, you know, decision analysis. And then the other thing I did is just really started thinking about, um, you know, prioritization of work. You know, where do I lean in? You know, where do I work can be most effective, the most use? Where do I think people will need the most support? And then, so you start doing that that kind of interesting prioritization. The real difficult part is just that this is a really new scenario. Like, when's the last time we've ever gone through a global pandemic, right? <laughs> And when you do a scenario analysis, this isn't, you're not just doing it in your head. You're actually physically writing this down. And when you are physically writing this down, what does it look like on a piece of paper? Are you, are you making quadrants and putting in like, this is month one through three, or are you going kind of a list? How does it, how does it actually work for a scenario analysis on a piece of paper if someone was to do it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's really as simple as a grid. I mean, you kind of, the best way to describe it is imagine your top row is a series, you know, you have a series of columns, right? And then that top row, you have scenario A, scenario B, scenario C, how many scenarios you want to develop. And then each scenario you have, uh, like you could say, okay, well, scenario A is three months of business interruption, right? A certain percentage of revenue loss. And then on the left, uh, you know, the first column um, on the left, you essentially have plan A, plan B, plan C. And it's really as simple as that. So yeah, I literally, literally for myself, I created that kind of grid. And um, I even also, kind of alongside that, developed um, various Excel sheets with financial analysis so that I could really get a sense of, okay, if this, say, this particular client canceled contract uh, this week, what would that impact be upon my finances? What would it be like if they canceled a month from now? What if they reduced contracts by 50%, right? right. So, um, so you do, you know, it, it, the biggest challenge is when the heck are you supposed to do that, right? When you're trying to figure out what your kids are going to do for school, you know, you're trying to just um, do your current project work. So literally, you know, it'd be midnight, 1 a.m. Right. Whatever, find the time to just do that kind of stuff. But I would say 
it's really important to do it, you know, despite how tired you are, the more you can just get a sense. It gives you a sense of not necessarily comfort, but a sense of certainty about right. what the world could potentially hold. Right. And so let's quickly touch on what you pivoted to. So as a business owner, before the pandemic, you were very focused on let's get some corporate clients, let's work with them individually, one-on-one. Pandemic happens, you do a scenario analysis, you do the financial analysis, and you pivot. And we kind of said it in the intro of what you kind of pivoted to. And so maybe explain some of the, some of the tools that came out of your scenario analysis and your decision making. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and this is kind of what I've, I've typically done with any role I've ever had is, you know, one of the things I like to do is look around and determine, okay, what are my assets? You know, what do I, what am I able to do? Who's on my team? You know, how can I leverage the things I have? So like, for example, at the beginning of the year, because I was running my own business really for the first time, thinking I need to get out of my comfort zone, I needed to build my brand. So I had made plans to launch a podcast. And um, so I took that podcast and said, I already paid for someone to produce it. And I said, well, I'm going to make this first season all about COVID-19. And, you know, one, use it to help other businesses, use it to talk to decision makers that are, you know, running programs that could help businesses. And also as a way for me to get out there to be seen as uh, being part of that, you know, kind of small business support community, um, you know, looking at my team and figuring out, okay, how do I, how do I create my effective relationships with them through such a contract? So like changing even my own subcontracts with you know, people that I use for projects and saying, you know what, I'm going to change it so that like our particular scope item is much more general. So that if I need you to plug in on any kind of specific project, I can just do that right away. Mm-hmm. So doing that kind of like minutia work of looking at, okay, what, you know, what documents do I need to change in order to make my life easier if I need to pivot really quickly. Um, and the other thing I just decided kind of mentally is that I was going to lean in, you know, like as hard as I could. So it, any opportunity to do business development is somebody offers me an opportunity to speak like when you reach out and say hey can you come to my show of course it's always a yes whatever it is you know whatever gives me the opportunity to to shine to to be seen to help grow my business i'm going to do it even if it makes it really uncomfortable even if it's required to learn tools like zoom and go to webinar and and get really kind of uh outside of my comfort zone so that's been a big deal and also just um you know this isn't rocket science but having really honest conversations with my clients, you know, calling them, I remember calling them that really that first week when it became really obvious that things weren't going right and kind of like asking them, tell me now, can you tell me now what the future looks like for us, you know, so that I'm not uh, blindsided so that you and I both have understanding and that we should read my scope. And, uh, you know, what I found was that people were really reassured by that. They really appreciated me taking the initiative and because they were themselves struggling to figure out right. how to have that kind of conversation. Right. So right. yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild journey. And so I'm going to turn the attention away from business owners real quick and turn it back towards kind of uh, an economic development spin because you are, a lot of your clients are similar to my position. So when you look out uh, among the economic developers that you're assisting or talking to, what are... what are they doing right? What are what are something that I should be emulating or making sure that I'm uh, considering or doing as well that is really helping businesses in those economic developments communities, um, or something that just is a tip or something that might I should just really be looking at and doing. Yeah, I mean, one of the uh, best things I think we've done, and just is just working with, you know, as I do work with LA County and and um, LA Chamber, you know, et cetera, the local uh, the regional SPDC. 
you know, uh, getting direct information from business owners, right? So coordinating focus groups and this, you know, as you know, there's a lot of work that goes into that, you know, really figuring out how do you find this representation. And so I remember working with the Department of Public Health down here to really kind of figure out, okay, who do we need to have in the room that can give us a wide variety of perspectives, you know, and thinking outside the box about who should be those kind of, you know, participants. So, you know, making sure that unions are represented, you know, making sure that uh, business owners from all different kinds of industries are represented. And, you know, this is a lot of work, you know, you gotta, you gotta put in a lot of effort to really kind of hone in on the right folks. But I would say that was, you know, the most important because that shapes everything, you know, reordinance policy, um, the kind of technical assistance you provide, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having, you know, like I gotta say, having a podcast is really helpful because it opens the door to an audience. You can get some insights and it's even helped me, uh, you know, like for example, as far as programming, um, you know, helping the partners think about, maybe it's less now about providing guidance on how to access a tool like say, uh, you know, the SBA uh, payment protection program and more about providing out technical assistance uh, around uh, business strategy. You know, how do you pivot your business model where maybe the business owner really hasn't ever had to do that before, you know, where they're uncomfortable with taking risk because, you know, they're, they've never gone through like an accelerator experience where it's just, you know, arriving at the, the framework to make those kind of decisions, this is harder for them. So opening up those lines of communications is really important. So that kind of that leads to the last question that I have that if a business owner hasn't ever had to pivot or has never had to gone through a situation like this, where, where's the best, what's the best thing for them to start? Where's that first moment where they should say, okay, this is the thing I'm going to attack first about learning to pivot my business? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I think a lot of it is all often around, you know, uh, the problem analysis, right? Like, what is the problem you're trying to solve? Or, even, you know, beyond that is thinking about what is the outcome you're trying to achieve and what are the barriers to get there and what are the potential solutions and kind of building from there. You know, it's an interesting, I know, I know you and I have been part of different email strings where people will ask, you know, I'm thinking about doing X, Y, and Z for my business, you know, what do you think? And the answer is always do it all, you know, do it all, try it all. And here's 20 other things to think about that, you know, will take you way out of your comfort zone that you've never even thought about doing, but they should really think mm-hmm. about seriously. And I think what I've discovered is that there's that creative process that a whole lot of people haven't really gone through, um, which is a shame. And I think a lot of technical assistance providers should really be thinking about that, that, the work we do typically for say like a fast growth company, you know, Silicon Valley entrepreneur really needs to be also provided to, you know, the, the you know, what is it kind of regular business owner, right? Because when, when there's a time of crisis, they need to rely on those creative skill sets. And for many of them, they really haven't been taught it, you know? And, um, and so it's, it's been really interesting kind of going through this process and just helping people think about, you know, potential solutions to like working through the problem, you know, the problems right. that they have. That I resonate really a lot with the story you just told of a business owner reaching out and you saying yes, 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 because a business owner in Tuolumne County who's 
well-known, been a business owner for quite a long time, sends me an email and says, hey, I'm considering XYZ. And I said, well, yeah, I think that sounds good, but let me let me get you in touch with the SBDC. But then I also sent that email to you. And you truly, all you wrote back was pretty much, yes, yes, yes. So in the fact of do it all, pivot, try it, go for it. And so um, with that in mind, what's, the, what's that last tip or idea you think every business owner should have? Yeah, you know, honestly, the best advice I can provide is reach out to other business owners. You know, you never know where your best idea can get. And often it's the other business owner that has the, the best understanding of what you're going through. And I think right now what people need to really understand is that it is a very traumatic time and you need to lean on each other. And so, you know, I, I think other business owners, we welcome it. We welcome when somebody else reaches out and says, I'm struggling. Can you help me? Can you help me think through ideas? Um, you know, I think people are more than willing to help. And of course, you know, there's a ton of free technical assistance support here in California. Mm-hmm. You know, take advantage of that. Go to your SBA uh, you know, website, talk to Cole. And Cole is the master of all things small business, and he can point you in the right direction. And, and for the most part, it's, it's usually free for the, that kind of work. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jesse. So I, I can't thank you enough for joining and sharing your expertise. Uh, I enjoy it. I know I, I always get learn something or find another tip. And you've got a podcast, you've got a webinar. If people, if you're interested in hearing more of Jesse's uh, uh, scenario analysis or his Excel spreadsheets or anything you want to talk about, Jesse, reach out to me. I'd be happy to connect you with Jesse. I think he would be open and willing to at least have an initial conversation with you. Is that does that sound about right, Jesse? Absolutely. And yeah, if anybody needs help, we have a website, COVID19BizTools.com. Uh, we don't make any money off of it. It's just a nice aggregate list of federal, state, and local resources. So, you know, definitely check it out. But thanks, Cole. Thanks for the opportunity, man. Absolutely. Full disclosure, uh, TC Disaster Assistance website definitely utilizes a lot of COVID biz tools information, it, definitely Thank towards you. the beginning. There was a lot of information flying everywhere, and you did a great job of helping decipher and filter and then allowing me to defil- filter it for Tuolumne County. So. Thank you. I also wanted to thank everyone who joined. Um, If you are on the webinar, don't jump off immediately. We'll, uh, Jesse and I'll stick around just for a little bit longer to answer any questions. Uh, But today for uh, Tuolumne Talks Business, my hope is by talking business and working together today, we can strengthen our local economy, become more resilient, and encourage growth in ourselves, our community, and businesses. Thank you, and I look forward to you joining us next week.